Hey cousins, you were listening to Revolutionary Hood Rat with Kim Young of Dope Black Social Worker and welcome back. Y'all, I missed you. I didn't record an episode last week because, well, I didn't have shit to talk about. And y'all know how I feel about talking just to be talking. I just don't do that. And so because I don't do that, there was no episode recorded or released, but we're back. And I am also excited about this episode and conversation with this guest that we have for the week. But before I get into introducing the guest, we got to do some revolutionary news. And who would I be? Who would I be? If this week's revolutionary news did not go out to Fred Hampton. So if that name is new to you, unfamiliar to you, Fred Hampton is that guy. Fred Hampton is the one for a number of years I have looked to to find just my place, representation, understanding of how to show up in this work as a Black revolutionary and as a social worker. And so Fred Hampton's 75th birthday would have been August 30th. So I'm saying would have been because Fred, Ham Fred Hampton was assassinated by the FBI and the Chicago Police Department on December 4th, 1969 at the age of 21. And so when I just think about what he did in the short amount of time that he was earthside, the impact that he had, the folks that he worked alongside, the narratives he was seeking to disrupt, and the Black women who he surrounded himself with in this revolutionary work for Black people, all people, for the oppressed. I find so much solace in knowing that folks like him and the Black women that were a part of and leaders of the, of the Black Panther Party during the 1960s and 70s existed. And so revolutionary news for this week, of course, is going out to Fred Hampton, who should still be with us. And if you have not had the opportunity to learn and just know more about Fred Hampton, because he was a social worker, y'all. I don't care what nobody says. He didn't have a degree in social work, a license in social work. He had none of that shit. But baby, he was a social worker through and through, and he was one of my favorite social workers to ever be a part of this game. And so if you have not had the opportunity to learn or know more about Fred Hampton, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to dive deep into his work, his life, and his impact. So that is our revolutionary news for the week. It's going out to the one and the only, my favorite, Frederick Allen Hampton. So y'all, we got a guest this week. And I am something excited to be able to talk shit and chop it up with one of my favorite internet cousins, Joy Britt. So if y'all are not familiar, and I don't know how you would not be familiar with Joy Britt, the joy of social work, as she is known for through her former podcast and on uh, social media, Joy Britt is a social worker and psychotherapist that is passionate about ending the stigma associated with mental health, especially amongst communities of color. She feels there is a need to provide authentic therapy services for clients who might be hesitant to begin therapy due to that stigma. And when she means authentic, y'all, y'all gonna see she authentic through and through, which is why I love her down. So Joy also specializes in working with black and brown folks who are wanting to live their absolute best lives and be their absolute best selves. Some of her areas of focus that she works within are depression and anxiety, women's health, unpacking and processing life as just carrying melanin, right? Racial trauma, relationships, family, grief, loss, self-esteem, and works with adult clients primarily. Y'all, Joy has also been featured in a number of publications and has been a guest on other folks' podcasts while also hosting her own podcast for, I believe, about five years. She hosted The Joy of Social Work. And I am thrilled 
to be able to have her on this episode where we get to just talk shit and kiki about just dating as a therapist, <laughs> practicing as a Black woman and Black social worker and a Black therapist. Talk about Beyonce because she saw Beyonce and I saw Beyonce. And most importantly, just be joyful together. All puns intended. So please enjoy, enjoy, enjoy this conversation with one of my, one of my favorite internet cousins ever, Miss Joy Britt. All right. Joy. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Joy, I'm so excited. I I'm can't so even, excited. I can't even contain it, but let me start here because if you were not aware, Leo season is over. <laughs> and so, wow. Wow. This is how we're starting. I just want you to know <laughs> we have transitioned from Leo season into Virgo season. Y'all time is done. Okay. Wow. I heard that that was a thing. Um, does Leo season ever really end? I would say no, but no, no, because Leo gonna let you know they in the room and in the building. You feel me? At all times, <laughs> all the time. at all times. Joy, I'm so grateful that you said yes to this shit talking conversation. I'm so grateful that you asked. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm yeah, so I'll, excited to be here. Listen, when I was just kind of thinking, like, what do I want to talk about? Because, like, as I've shared before, I just don't be talking to be talking because who has time for that? Exactly. Um, And I was like, nah, I want to talk about a lot of different things, but mainly I want to talk to Joy because yes. I feel like we might have some of the same thoughts. We also will be incredibly authentic and we like to cut. Yes. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> And people have this, listen, and they have a hard time with like black women cussing, but baby, mm -hmm. you know who is supreme at this shit? Us. The baby. fuck? Baby. <laughs> baby, look at history. Look at our mothers, our grandmas, our aunt, your teachers. Exactly. Baby. Exactly. So exactly. yes. Yes, Joy, I'm so happy that you're here. In the first place, I want to start because I've actually never heard this story about like your pathway into this work. Ah, Okay. Get? Oh, I feel like there's two paths that kind of connected. So one, my mother was diagnosed with a chronic illness when I was 13. And so when I got to high school, my dad retired and I became a caregiver because my dad felt like I'm retired. I don't have to wake up early. And I don't know why hmm. he felt that, but old black man from the South, maybe that has something <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> and so in the mornings, I would have to get myself ready and get my mom ready for work. And so until she, I think she stopped working when I was in 11th grade, maybe 11th to 12th grade. So this went on throughout high school. And it's and it was a point that I was so frustrated with life and my parents and my household and my mom being sick, really, that I like yelled at a teacher. And like, I'm not a yell at a teacher kind of girl. So it, 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 <laughs> it shot off like everybody like what alarms. They're like, what is happening with Joy? She yelled yeah. at the teacher. <laughs> so. I, I also grew up in a don't tell people what's going on in our household home. So no one knew my. Oh, you were a black. Yeah. I was a black. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to the to the to the assistant principal's office and I just start crying. And I'm like, my mom is sick and life yeah. is hard. So then I started to see the social worker there. And I was like, wow, I don't know how I would have got out of high school without talking to this lady about some of the things that. I felt bad and guilty for saying out loud. Like I was really mad that my mom was sick and that no mm. one could fix it. And I couldn't have those conversations at home because I felt like my mother felt away. And my dad was like, she'll be all right. And I'm like, that's not real. <laughs> I don't think that that's how this works. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So 
there was a point that I was like, I could do this. But then I stopped thinking that like right after high school. And I was like going into college, I was like, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to be a lawyer or something. (laughs) And that didn't happen. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I got this postcard in the mail that was like, oh, do people come to you for advice? Do you like to help people? And it was like a third thing. And I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. So my friend and I went to this informational for human services majors. And then we took a few classes and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to mm. like be this person for people. And, but I didn't want to go to grad school. I was like, a bachelor's is enough. I'm, I'm done with school. I'm not interested. But I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a job that I liked mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have enough experience. So I was working at the time at my school in the library because I worked there part-time and they were like, somebody's retiring. My parents were like, that's a good job. You better work there. <laughs> um, and then I I um, was like, I, I really wanted to work with children. And I said, I didn't have enough experience. So I left the job at the library and started working at a daycare so I could get experience working with children and families. Mm. And I, that was cool until it wasn't. I had a coworker who moved into my classroom and we didn't get along. And it, it, like she would talk shit about me. I talked shit about her. <laughs> I knew she was talking about me in Spanish because she was saying Negrita a lot. And I'd be like, bitch, I don't That's me. Fuck <laughs> 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 I know I'm black in this room. So, <laughs> so I said, how can I spend less time here? And I hmm. was like, I'm going to go. I love that question. Here. How can I spend less time here? I said, I'm going to go back to school. I looked up who was um, accepted applications for uh, MSW programs. And I applied and I went to school. And then at some point I was like, well, I don't want to work here anymore. Um, And then I started working in other places, supervised by social workers while I was in grad school. So yeah, that's how I got here. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Like, I love hearing people's story about like how they got connected to this field. Cause I've shared mine before. I didn't even know what Mm -hmm. social work was. Then I ended up in it. Right. 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 Um, And then I'm grateful to have found it, but it also comes with its own set of challenges. It does. Showing up black and one. And I'm even really curious about your experience as a black Mm -hmm. woman going through a social work program. (laughs) <laughs> the social work program that wanted me to be the voice of the black women oh, you had or black people too? oh yeah 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 so I went to NYU and mm. I like I graduated yeah. 11 years ago mm. and so when I think about it, I'm like that wasn't that long ago Not but long. there were many classes where I was the only black person same. There was one night class that it was like six of us, and we walked in and we were like, "Oh shit! Look at all of us! Look at all of us. Six, wow. six out of like 25, 30 people, and we were really excited because it was like we had never seen that before." Um, so yeah, it was. I've had professors be like, "Well, what do you think about the black? Like, what does the black story say to this or something like that?" And I'm like. Have every black person's experience. We all are really different, <laughs> and I'm also also trying to figure out my own blackness. Right? right. What is, like, what are y'all talking right. about? Yeah, you know, like we don't really. I mean, it's happened more often, right? And I think a mm-hmm. lot of it is because we've been able to find community, especially in like digital spaces. Yeah, which is women. so cool. So cool. I'm still upset. I ain't really. I ain't touched in person yet. 
trying to get no, that. No, it's crazy. Very upsetting. But we anyway. gotta get this done before the year is over. <laughs> Very upsetting. Um, but I think as we continue to find and make community with each other, it's been incredibly comforting and in knowing like my experience was not unique. I had a difficult time in grad school. Yeah. A lot of us did. Yeah. A lot of us did. The more people that I talked to that look like us, that shit was hard as hell. And it folks did hard. not understand. No. Grad school was quite a time. Both of my parents died also while I was in grad mm. school. So like, I don't even, I was talking to a, a student today and I was like, they were like, what was the most challenging thing? I'm like, my parents dying. I don't know about the class. I, some of it, I don't even remember. Remember it. Yeah. I'm like, I knew it was over. And I was like, I get to graduate. Great. I'm done. <laughs> Never coming back here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then even thinking like, once we get out of grad school, we all take on so many just bullshit ass jobs mm-hmm. as we're trying to figure out like, what's what, what's next, what we like and don't like. How many exactly. jobs would you say you've had from grad school <laughs> to where you are now? And we'll get to the now in a little bit. Do you mean like during grad school or like post-grad? After post-grad, how many jobs have you had? I have had... And how many at the same time? Because that's a common story. Because I was going to answer part-time and full-time. I have had three three full-time jobs and three part-time jobs. I think I'm missing some too. Probably all that contract work that be slipping in and right, out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, like we all kind of fumble through these different positions and jobs, work several jobs. Mm-hmm. I remember I had three jobs at one time. Mm-hmm. I was working full time in a program. And then I worked, I wrote, I worked rotating weekends, one weekend at a group home, other weekend at an inpatient psych. And okay. like I worked like seven days a week. Yeah. Um, working seven days a week was normal. I feel like it was normal. And it was and, and it was like it, it, if there were more hours somewhere else I could do it. I would go pick them up. Like I would even pick up shifts in the evenings, like at the mm-hmm. hospital or at the group home when I would get off my full-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that shit was unfortunately yeah. just normal. And we it should not be normal. It no, should not normalize it, which I really no. love about this younger generation of social work. It'd be like, oh fuck that shit. Like I'm not working. They're like, I ain't doing job. that shit. I I'm love like, it. Pay us. Yeah. Pay us for field placements, pay us. I was uh. like, go ahead. Like, yes. Oh, head. I love it. I absolutely love it. I wish. Th- I yeah. wish I knew these things. I, I. I didn't even know you could negotiate salary when I graduated grad school. I was just grateful. I was grateful <laughs> I had a job. Oh my god! Finally, I don't got to go on job interviews anymore. I was just grateful. I just got to go in people's homes. Okay, and, cool. And then people pay me thirty two five. I still remember because mm-hmm. I. Imagine what thirty two five. Oh baby, yeah. I made it. My rent was yeah. six seventy five at the time. Yeah, I was doing in homes or going into people's jobs. I said I'll make mm-hmm. this shit work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not normal. No, <laughs> I actually just thought of another job that I had as you said that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, that is not normal. No. Now though, right? And I really want to talk to you about this for a little bit because I love uh-huh. your honesty around like private practice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because we're living in this era and time, and you're probably seeing it too. Like people are literally romanticizing. I my perception, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. experience. No, they you're are, right. They are romanticizing private practice. They are. <laughs> 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 there is a beauty about private practice like I do love the flex like today I didn't work which was nice like I get to do this I went to the grocery store my friend needed something I'm like I could go to the store for you because I ain't doing shit and that was nice but 
Um, if I don't work, I don't eat is ghetto. Huh. Huh. No PTO is ghetto. Having to pay for my own mm. medical insurance out of my pocket yeah. makes me mad every month because I'm like, do I need it? <laughs> like, what's the odds I'm against it? Yeah, you shouldn't have to ask yourself <laughs> that damn question, but no, that's legit. It's legit. And so, again, there's, there's beauty and the flexibility. I'm sure if I charged everybody that I saw all of the money, I would be fine. Mm. But that is... a uh, for some people, myself, that's that's a harder conversation. I went full-time private practice March of, I would say April of 2020. I quit my job okay. March of 2020. April 2020, I would say it started to be more of a full-time thing. So people were like, I don't have money because I don't have a job, but I need therapy. Yeah. And so there was a lot of like, okay, we can negotiate these prices. And some of these people I still work with and to be like, well, now you have to pay $200 just doesn't feel good to me. Mm. And I, and like, you know, I talk to friends, I talk to other therapists and they're like, you just have to charge a rate. And I get that. And like, and, yes. and <laughs> this shit is still unaffordable for a lot of people yeah. and insurance doesn't pay enough. Everybody don't have great insurance. Like, yeah. so there is a bit of hustle that comes with private practice that if you are not willing to do it. Or if you're just not willing to, if you only are taking people who pay out of pocket mm -hmm. and are paying you top dollar, or you have a thousand clients, it's it, it's it's not all that fun. And all then I add another and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but like the and where if you don't work, you don't eat, bills don't get mm -hmm. paid. There's nobody else bringing money into your house. No, no, that no, right? No. <laughs> like I am taking care of myself. <laughs> right and so i even see which like, is a whole nother level of ghetto but like uh, you i mean i also see and i witness a lot of the people who are talking about private oh yeah just going to private practice you are married you are coupled yes you have incomes inside mm -hmm. of your home like mm -hmm. i get where your level of confidence and excitement comes from and trying yeah. to create your own private practice and your personal brand right but the people who they don't have that thing to fall back on if like they need to take pto if they get sick they can right. be on their partner's insurance whatever the other possibilities are right to your point it just be ghetto yeah if somebody <laughs> else paid my bills i paid <laughs> all the people for free <laughs> and all the behind the scenes work like there's even yeah. a marketing component the documentation mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. remaining in compliance like there's mm -hmm. so many things that go into operating a private practice right. that i get incredibly concerned and we probably share the same concern all mm -hmm. folks going straight from grad school that's scary jumping into private practice that's so scary i i feel like i hated child welfare at some point when I was in it, but it taught me so much. It taught me so many foundational skills that grad school did not teach me. And I, and you won't learn in private practice if you don't have a great supervisor or if you feel like you don't need supervision. Yeah. I remember an intern I had, I, I, I got a call about a, a reference for her because she was going to work in someone's practice right out of grad school. And I was like, you sucked as an intern. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're about to be someone's therapist. Please you're make about it to make mess sense. Them up. Like you, God forbid you have a black <laughs> or a brown client because you're just gonna stare at them. Them up. Like there's something that's important and I don't believe in a struggle. I don't believe right. in getting it out the mud, but there is right. something important about like going to do community-based work mm -hmm. 
that's going to make somebody a better private or, you know, patient therapist. You have to yeah. understand the environment in which, you know, who you're serving, the mm -hmm. community in which they come from, the resources that are available, yes. and you need those relationships and those networks. Yes. And I know a lot of folks that go into private practice that have never worked like community-based, they don't know shit about shit. They don't know shit about shit. They're like, did you journal today like yeah but bitch I, can't I don't know fuck about no journal like damn all that journal shit then people cut my lights off right oh, cool like let's Who do I I know call? Like, can you call with me actually yeah that could be a whole session we yeah. can coach for like you yeah. know just if you don't understand some of these basic components it makes it difficult which is another reason I think I've found more respect the older I get and the more I learn about the social work profession of like how our field, of course it has that clinical component. I do mm -hmm. get frustrated with the fact that it seems like social work is this cheaper, quicker way for somebody to become a therapist. Mm -hmm. And they want to like bypass all the social work shit mm -hmm, and go straight mm -hmm, into therapy. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something really critical about what we do to be able to understand systems, environment, exactly. people, community, and clinical stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And we yeah. set the bar for like psychology, counseling, all them. I like, agree. I agree. weren't doing none of that before the social work. Field. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, bitch with a bar. <laughs> well, Beyonce. We're gonna talk about Beyonce in a little bit. Um, I do want to touch on because I've been thinking about it a lot lately as, as it relates to pri private practice. What I have observed is like this level of isolation amongst um, mm. private practice therapists and mm -hmm. how they show up and behave on the Internet. You're not one of them people. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Because I was like, wait. But you probably have seen stuff. You'd be like, huh? But like, I have just kind of noticed and I'm wondering like the relationship between private practice therapists and their isolation and then how they show up and share on the internet, like sharing about yeah. clients, like just sharing shit that like, oh, maybe if you had someone else to talk to, <laughs> maybe you were able to do supervision, consultation. Maybe if you had somebody maybe else. Maybe a friend or somebody. Maybe that wouldn't have ended up on the internet. Um, <laughs> right. But like from your experience, have, what can you speak to just about just yeah. the unspoken isolation of being in private practice? Yeah, I, I say a lot that I do miss coworkers. Well, like recently I had started looking for jobs because um, I do miss that community of mm -hmm. being, and like, not that I'm saying all my coworkers that I've ever had have, obviously one made me go to grad school. Thank you for her. Um, but <laughs> being alone all day, only people I'm talking to is my clients this day I mean and I, I try to be more aware of it now but there's times that it would be like oh my god I haven't seen a person in person in five days mm. or or the people yeah. that I see in person are like if I go to the store like it's mm -hmm. not I'm not having these other interactions outside and it's like that is not okay Mm -hmm. like, it can't be okay it's not okay for your mental health and it's super isolating and so having other people to talk having other things to do having other people to talk to um whether they're other therapists or friends and family I think are key because also I live alone so there's like that level of like if I'm not making plans with people I'm probably not seeing them and sometimes I don't want to make plans because yeah, I'm also yeah. tired and drained and I don't want to talk to anybody Especially if they're gonna come and dump on me. That's another situation. <laughs> right. That's a whole nother podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole nother situation. Yeah, like folks oh, yeah. are not being honest about that. No, no, they're not I think, being honest. I think 
think the part of the problem with social media is people are just not honest. That's why I like love you and like so many other people who are, I feel like do show up as their authentic self. Like you are the people that I'm like, if I meet you in person, you're going to get this same energy. You're getting just what you see. It's, it's, it's not going to be like, this bitch is weird. <laughs> you might get that, but like you're going to get exactly <laughs> Like you're going to get that when you meet me too. Like She's a little odd. I am, but then... I guess that's who I am. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah, that's part of the package. <laughs> but it's not like this. I'm performing on social media, yeah. and then when the when my phone is down, I am Something not different. that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And so you made a little bit of mention about it, but have you been thinking about going back into an office and kind of stepping away from private practice? I mean, the, the answer changes every day. Ain't wrong so, with that. so there's days that I do get frustrated. Like, I mean, the summer is, you, you know, summer takes away problems. It's hot outside. People are not depressed anymore. Whatever. <laughs> so when I, I do know that it's yeah. the fall is coming, winter is coming. I'm sure business will be different. Um, but and and I want my clients to go on vacation. I don't want to say like they should not, but sometimes it's frustrating when people are like, I'm getting on a plane right now. And I'm like, well, what have you been doing the whole first part of this day that you did not realize you had therapy? So <laughs> some of those things. So when I get frustrated with, yeah. with the work, then I'm like, or not even just with the work, because I, I do genuinely love my clients. And like, I love, like when I'm in a session, I'm like, this is where I want to be. <laughs> But sometimes I look at my bank account and I'm like, I should go get a job. Or again, yeah. every month and when I have to pay insurance and I'm like, fuck this shit. Because <laughs> somebody else needs to take over this bill. That's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Yeah. So like you can go back and forth in the decision like, you can. This for me? it's not for me. You can. And like, if I, you know, I had made a podcast episode about it and some of my clients listened to it and they were like, <laughs> So um, I hear you're going to quit and it's making me so and I'm like, I probably should have had a conversation with you prior to this, but now let's just process it. So, but even if I were to get a full-time job, if, uh, if I'm in this, like, okay, I'm going to like do how we used to do and work all of these jobs and there's yeah. a point that that will end. Yeah. It is a temporary, like I'm temporarily having someone pay my insurance and I'm making this money so that at some point I can have a better foundation. So maybe I don't have to do all of these things at once. So I would still see clients even if I were, but not all of them, somebody. Right. Um, or, or everybody's going to be bi-weekly, which also works. Yeah. I love that so you're playing around with the different formats that it could. Yeah. There's so many ways to structure a private practice. And I'm mm -hmm. not talking from experience. I have no interest, no desire mm -hmm. to be anybody's <laughs> private practice <laughs> therapist. None right. whatsoever. I actually have no desire to provide direct service anymore. Yeah. I'm good yeah. at it. I yeah. like it. But like, I got That's exhausted awesome. by people and I mm -hmm. recognize it. Mm -hmm. So I just mm -hmm. don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I also know that if yeah, I were like, to work full time, and still see clients, I'm still not working on Wednesdays or Fridays or Sundays. So you got to fit into these times. And if you can't, then sorry, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not willing to then go back to work in seven days a week. When you're an OG, everybody, you don't have to. No. And so everybody else could be okay. Yeah, but, you, you don't, don't have, have to. Find somebody else. I'm not, I'm not doing it. So. Been there, done that. Like I'm yeah. not doing any of that anymore. Right. Yeah, better, let's join a, let's start a group and you better come and join this group. <laughs> 
Actually, you get more bang for your buck in some I was actually because I run me a group so quick. I like I like group work because you don't really do a lot of there a lot of work yeah, in the group. Yeah. You hold you know parameters, no space, space, you yeah. guide. They really do it. It's not a bad idea though. That's Maybe why Marvin. Shout out to cousin Marvin. Be running. Yes, we understand what you're doing, man. Oh. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> we see you. I get it. Um, so I want to transition into the thing that I'm most excited to talk to you about, which is like just these raggedy ass dating conditions. Oh, <laughs> I love how you worded it. Thank you. Um, and primarily, right through this perspective of just being black and female and a therapist, right? Yeah, like, it's it's hard, Joy. It's it is it is hard. It is. It is hard. It is hard. a challenge. Oh man. Wow. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> mm. It's just hard. It's hard. It's it's and it's hard on so many different levels. Like it's hard because I think people automatically assume you want to be their therapist. No. Trust me, I, I do not I wanna, want I to I just be. told y'all I don't want to be other people's therapist. <laughs> right. I really try to show up as aloof as I can in my personal life. So nobody okay. really tries to go there with me. I'm a, that's crazy. Wow. You all the time. Wow. Oh, what? Damn. Dang, man. <laughs> like, I want you to think I'm bad at my job because I'm not going there with you. Because I can, but I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I want to do it. And I think where I have kind of come across some of the greatest challenges in dating, and I I can't do anything about this. And I uh -huh. also don't think it's a problem, but I can't do anything about it. I cannot turn off the lens in which I see the world and understand behaviors and things. Yeah. I cannot yes. turn it off. No. no. I'm not going to turn it off. I do not know no. how to turn it off. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that when I am learning of learning someone getting to know somebody that I'm thinking about them through like this clinical and I'm not, I promise you I'm not. Right. I'm right. thinking about it through like just basic understanding of behavior. Yes. If you do X three times without changing the behavior and you know, it doesn't result to a good thing mm -hmm. and you keep doing it. Oh, well, that's just a pattern. You like doing shit that way. Exactly. I don't like doing things that way. Exactly. I'm going to leave you alone because I'm not right. in the business of changing who you are. If that works for you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I'm not really like, mm, I'm that not happened thinking, because when you were three nope. years old, I don't, give a, I don't give, I don't give a shit. I promise you. I don't. I promise you. I don't. Right. Right. Now, if you want to go there, I can have that conversation, we can. but I would prefer not to. But if I notice, if you say three separate times, oh, Hey, we need to link up. Okay. Uh -huh. Here's what I'm able to do that. Nothing. Uh, all right. Hey, we, yo, when is the next time I'm a, all right, cool. Here's when I'm able to do that. Yeah. Oh, yo, we're going to link up. All right. Look, I've noticed that when <laughs> you say we need to link up and I'll let you know when that's possible, you don't right. commit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to leave you alone. Right. Cause it feels like I'm going to just be disappointed in this situation. No, I have you. no evidence that this works out. So why <laughs> right. would I continue to participate in it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I think that there is, well, I've had this two now experiences where people are like, oh, you are a therapist. You live by yourself. You have a lot of money. Who told you that? Who told you these stories? Who, who said that? Because, sir, with the trade job, you have more money than me. 
<laughs> you do have more money. And I love that for what us. Like, I love that. Like, what are you talking about? I wish I would have taken a refrigeration <laughs> and air conditioning. I wish I knew how to do plumbing. Drive a truck. Something, Jesus. Hell, yes. do some eyebrows. <laughs> Yo, I'm about to learn how to do lashes. Because <laughs> in Atlanta, I would make a killing. Yeah, I could probably combine the two, but well, th- let me think about that. Let me think it through. <laughs> but yeah, to your point, like yeah, a false narrative about who we are. Yeah, and then it because yeah. this guy called me big money for a while, and I was big like, money. this is really annoying. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> big money, oh, my big money, money. Is not as long as you think. I'm responsible <laughs> with it, right? Right. And because I am a woman, when I, me and my friends, we go out to eat, we eat big. Like, when we, yeah. uh, we have a great time. Yes. Uh, but I don't mean my money is big. And yeah, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> right. 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 But he also couldn't go to the movies. So he had the, he, he had alphabet. He, I don't know. He said he had to, he, uh, he had eight bills he had to pay. So he couldn't go to the movies. We obviously don't talk anymore. This was right. a while ago, but See, yeah, it's, it's sad. It's, I was like, wow. You, uh, I've never actually also been this uninterested in anybody in a very long time. Um, and, um, I'm trying to figure out what that's about. Uh-huh. I don't know what that's about, but like, uh-huh. I, I'm just, I haven't been interested in just anybody in a very long time. And I think a lot of it, I might just be annoyed by people. Mm, that's so I have real. to, gotta work with that and like work through that for a little bit. So maybe I can get back to the place of inviting other folks' curiosity back into my circle. But I, right. a lot of it goes back to what I shared earlier. I don't really have a lot of evidence when I do X, it works out. Right, right, right. It doesn't mean I, that I should shut down and not try again, but I'm just kind of in this place of like, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, I, I've, I've been dating. I love that for a few months, and I like it. It's not that. It's not ghetto. I was it's not that ghetto. That's fucked up. It's not ghetto. It's not ghetto. But I'm a Leo, so you know this thing that Leos yeah like and need and want attention. Yes. <laughs> and the person works a lot, so yeah. Sometimes I'm like. Do you want a ridiculous amount of attention, Joy? Or do you want a regular amount of attention? <laughs> a reasonable amount of attention. <laughs> right. Are you being ridiculous today? So there's been a lot of um, reflection. Right. And so like, even if we stay there for a little bit, how have you found in your dating and your relationships, I guess the balance and the reflection in the partnership? Mm-hmm. Like, do you find yourself doing a lot of the reflecting? I feel like I have late, I feel like lately I've been doing a lot of reflecting because I feel like I've had to like really shift my mindset around people because people are strange and I feel like people are frustrating and, and, and not this particular person, but just in general, like, like you were saying, like not really having capacity for a lot of different Mm -hmm. energy and so like my patience is really short. And so you can do some like kind of minor thing to me and then I don't want to deal with you. You sound um, like me. Maybe that's what I'm going through. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and like I have, you know, I have other friends who are like, well, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. And I'm like, eh, maybe me, it's not, but to me it is. It is. And, and maybe it's not a big deal, but I just don't want to deal with it. And like you were saying, if if you do A, B, and C enough times, 
Now I that's just what you do. That's you. And guess what? (laughs) I have the choice to say, I don't want to be around that. So so if somebody starts to tick me off early, I just don't want to deal with it. So it's nice when, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's in the DSM or nothing. That's what I got though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if somebody, like, so so, so certain things I'm like, is this really a a thing or, or not? I, but I, I I know that I am I am uh, I like attention I like to be told how amazing and wonderful I am and so a lot of that has been me being like you can do that for yourself it's something I would tell my clients you right. would look you're seeking it in someone else do it for yourself you can do it for yourself and I'm like Joy you're fucking amazing <laughs> and leave it on post-its all over the house right exactly um. <laughs> literally my house. <laughs> Covered in affirmations, like being Mary Jane. I remember that show. Um, So like when I even think about like this profession calls us to be incredibly practice patients, Mm -hmm. um, to be present, Mm -hmm. to use all kinds of parts of our hearts, our minds, ourselves. Yes. That when I think about my personal relationships, this may sound strange to people who are not in this field, but I do not want to work that hard. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. I do not. I just don't. There needs work to be hard. ease. There has in all I my can't. relationships. There has to be ease. I agree. I agree. I, I agree. I like yeah. my job, my work requires so much of me mm-hmm. that when it's time for me to stop doing that, I literally need to stop doing that. If I have to mm-hmm. get back home or get in a relationship and do the shit I do at work, Mm-mm. oh my god, you can go, Mm-mm. go, get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yes, get out. Yes. When people like, talk about their relationships, sometimes I'm like, if it's going to be like that, no fucking thank no, you. no, thank you. No, that sounds so, like a lot of work to do after work. They don't lost we their just, goddamn mind. Can we just like enjoy each other? And Is it's like, simple? can we be quiet in the same room, but do different things? That part. <laughs> Let's go get something to eat and like, maybe talk, maybe don't laugh. talk, like yeah. shoot the shit, like not even think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really why I was so excited to talk to you is because I know I know I'm not crazy and I know there's information when I'm like, no, I need my relationships to be easy. If yeah. I gotta work hard for those things, I mm-hmm. cannot, I don't have the energy for it. I do not. And it doesn't no. mean I lack compassion, empathy, understanding, love, and care for whomever mm-hmm. I'm building with. Mm-hmm. But baby, if y'all only knew how I had to show up, yeah, every day for yep. other people. And yep. then give it back to me and then mm-hmm. try to go be with somebody else who doesn't mm-hmm. know how to give it back to me and themselves so I can give them, you know, like fill each other back up. I can't be uh, just on both sides. No, no. And it's almost like just needing a soft place to land. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you hear this all, you know, that woman, my soft woman, Eric. Yes. My soft girl, Eric. That should be cute. Um, and I be trying to figure out oh, how we get that. And yes what does that look like what does that feel like and the more I think about it oh where is where where's my soft place to land Mm -hmm. and I I mean Mm -hmm. even for like a lot of black women like where is our soft place to land and the hope is that like that would be in your intimate partner relationship right friendships it could be somewhere outside of your job and your work but a lot of us don't have because it ain't gonna be your job and your work not it has to be somewhere else has to be yeah and it can't always be you Mm-hmm. I 
don't want to be the song. I don't want to be my landing space all Hell the time. No. I feel like I've done that and like, yay, we've done such a great job, but I'm tired. I'm tired. Somebody else take over. Somebody else. I want to land somewhere soft. I want somebody yeah. else to take the trash out on Wednesday night. The tr- yeah. My trash is still not out tonight. <laughs> and we recording this on a Wednesday. Trash come in the morning. You think my ass is rolling that trash can out? No, not tonight. because I'm tired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's real. <laughs> For real. <I'm> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do like in in this dating situation that I don't have to think about a lot of things it's been really nice, nice. like it'll be like I'm gonna pick you up and we're gonna go to dinner oh my god thank you thank you so thank much you. so great making it easy thank you because I can't I can't with the less link and then it never happens and nothing happens and oh, you waiting for them to get paid and they can clearly never get paid never because you got eight other bills <laughs> And maybe another family in a different state. Maybe you probably got another family in a different state. You got a lot of kids. I just can't. I don't want to do it. I'm not. There has to be it. ease. Yeah. Oh my. That's a fact. And it doesn't mean you don't have to work at it. Of course. But some people are working incredibly hard to be unhappy and lack peace. <laughs> and I don't understand why they sacrifice their happiness and joy, their peace and their ease. For a relationship, I don't because people don't. Know. I think some people just really don't believe that there is something other than what they got in front of them, and I think sometimes people also would rather not be single. I think they, I, I, I think my yeah. some of my like married friends or yeah. in relationship friends, they, they maybe they've heard me complain too much about dating is ghetto and there's pee and shit in the dating <laughs> pool, and they're like, I'm gonna just stay over here, and it's like. Ooh, I don't know if you sure? stay there either. <laughs> yeah, like I don't feel like that's it either. I think there's, I think there's some kind of in between. There has to be. There has yeah. to be an in between, and even like shifting this whole mindset because I don't have the mindset of like marriage being an end goal. Yeah. If I'm being incredibly honest, I don't want to be married. Yeah. It would have to make sound, and it's the Capricorn in me. It has to make like sound business <laughs> and financial sense. Yes. <laughs> to get married. Because it is a joining of two businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, mm-hmm. if it does not make sound financial or business sense, Oprah instead would be all day. All day. I'll be Stedman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess Stedman is winning. <laughs> Stedman, Stedman is winning. me. Um, yeah, so like, me. yeah, like marriage is not even an end goal for me. So even when I think about with that, how that shows up in relationships. Yeah. And you know, my poison of choice good or bad or otherwise is black men and there's yeah. like this um, same conditioning right i love them but god damn. i love a black man god damn um but there's also like this social contract and conditioning of like nuclear family and marriage and legacy yeah and, um, i'm almost almost niggas oh sorry yeah man like they keep talking about some motherfucking legacy <laughs> there's like these cons oh whatever but for me i don't fit inside of that nah i don't want kids and, and and I think there's something that makes dating a little easier nowadays because I don't want children that I don't feel like I, it has to happen in a certain time frame. Yeah, like I'm I'm almost forty. I'm like, well, if I don't get pregnant in a year, who cares? Because I'm good one anyway. Like I'm good, right? I'm fine. I'm fine. And that has I been meet my man difficult. at sixty five. Hey, I can meet a sixty five year old right now. <laughs> that part. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll both wear fur coats together and step out on these hoes. What? Oh, Y'all would be fucking slaying. <laughs> I want to see it. What? But yeah, y'all like, gotta get your own private Instagram. We would have to. Yeah. Oh, we can learn how to two step and everything. Yeah. Oh, we gotta get a TikTok if we do all that though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like that even introduces a whole nother element into dating. It's just like I, I that traditional stuff, I don't mm-hmm. have it for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have it for you. Yeah. I don't have it for you. So yeah, I mean, you help me figure some shit out. I'm not uninterested. I'm just easily annoyed is not the word. I just don't want to be disturbed. Don't disturb me unless you yeah. want to make my life easier. Please don't. Don't come over here being don't complicated. Don't, don't come me. over here like my job. If it's giving, I need to write a case note on you at the end of the night. No, thank you. I don't want to, you know, I'm not the lady you need to see. <laughs> no. I'm not the Did lady. you hear him say like, well, go see the lady. Well, that lady is not me. No, 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 not the lady. Mm-mm. The lady is not me. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I just want to dispel. I don't know a single female therapist, because I can only speak for who is in my primary circle, that mm-hmm. wants to be their partner's therapist that wants Mm -hmm. to analyze them. I don't know a single, I know a lot of them that want to be able to land in a soft space, fall apart, know they'll be able to be supported and put back together, Mm -hmm. be able to go back in the world and keep doing what they do. That's Mm -hmm. what I know. I don't know nobody who want to go do work at home. You know who I find wants to do that? Not therapists. (laughs) (laughs) It's not us. You were right. It's not us. It's not. It's literally the other lady that has the other job she wants to put you back together and figure all the things out and, and do all of the activities that connect the dots. And you better get the receptionist trauma. at the Radisson. Like, she's the one that want to do that shit. I don't want to do that shit, man. Like, what? No, I don't want to do it. I don't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so I think there's just a lot of things that are changing just in the dating landscape. And I even hear men talking about this. Like, a lot of women are also just not tolerating some of the same bullshit they once used to tolerate. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of men honestly need to go talk to the lady, talk to each other and figure shit out. Yeah. Before they come interrupt somebody else's peace. Right. Please don't come so over I've been here. seeing that pop yeah. up a lot as well. That is true. So I mean, it's ghetto, but it also, it is what it is. Cause I'm yeah. joyful and peaceful and happy. Yes. I and just don't want to take the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> and if somebody came along and was like I'm taking the trash out and I'm only going to add to your joy and peace sign oh, you up sign me up but if you want to cause just, headaches get no, the fuck away from can, me you can go with you back where you came from that's mm-hmm. why I got my own house and mm-hmm, I always mm-hmm. will have my own house even when I become partnered you will have yes. a place that you go I uh, will have a place that I go uh-huh. we'll have a place we can be together I love that <laughs> No space. Because I also think that's a thing too. Like have your own space and your own life. And the space might not be a house, but the space could be a room. It could be whatever it is. But you need to just get out of my face. (laughs) I I think it's strange when people be like, I only want to spend time with my partner. Why? That is wild and unhealthy. It is so unhealthy. You need other supports that are not this person. And that's he needs not friends okay for too. Either Everybody yeah. needs their own friends. You do. That's that's on my list of things. You can you have to have a support system. And I want to meet your friends. Yeah. 
Because if I'm the only one, no, thank you. And I don't want to meet your friends and be like, I like them, don't like them. I want to make sure you actually have them. <laughs> make sure they really exist. Make sure y'all can really go to the Buffalo Wild Wings on a Wednesday. And hang. <laughs> Before, after you come take this trash out. After you take the trash out. Don't fucking have me out here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, the one thing that we both have experienced that's not ghetto is Beyonce. Ah! Wow, what a tour. Oh my goodness. What a show. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It doesn't, she makes no sense, Joy. She doesn't. She's not real. It like, and I get it now. I was never a Beyonce hater by any means, uh -huh. but I wasn't like this beehive super fan. I'm still not no yeah. beehive person, but yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I used to not like Beyonce. Funny enough, when Destiny's Child They're coming was, for you. They I know. I, you. I mean, I love her now. When Destiny's Child was a thing, Latoya was my favorite, and mm -hmm. I just something about Beyonce just didn't resonate with me. And then when she became a solo art artist, I was like, all right. I st started to go to her shows, and I started to really appreciate her music. This, the Renaissance World Tour, though, was 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 something very much out of this world that. If she were to say, I'm never going on tour again, I would understand. Because where do you I go from it. here? What do you do after that? Because it was what everything. It was what everything. Do? I'm going back. <laughs> I really want to go back. I'm trying to figure out how and when and why. I'm, I'm, I'm going why. back. I'm going you have back. to. I said, oh, no. A few of my friends were like, who saw it before me were like, it's something you will probably want to see twice. And I'm like, you think so? And then I stood there in awe. And I was like, I don't even have words. Like my brain wasn't processing some of the Everything. things. And just like the energy in the stadium. I don't even yes. like big stadium tours. I'm like yeah. a smaller concert venue type of person. Uh -huh. But I said, everybody in here is just happy. Yes. This was not a thing to come to just like to spectate. No, <laughs> you had to be you... there to have a good time and just like be. Yeah, yeah. It was so, it was so It was so joyful. Amazing. Like yes. everybody there was just there. To, they were so happy, Joe. Yes, yes. Oh my God. There was, and the, so I feel happy. like the fashions were everything. everything. It, was, uh, it was like community too. It was. It, it, was, it, was. it was community. It was, it was community. It was incredibly welcoming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Of everybody. It was beautiful. I went a few yeah. days before my birthday, which also made it like. Extra uh, special. Yes, yes. Extra special. Yeah, Beyonce it was really so good. is that girl. She really is. She's that girl. And you're a hater if you don't think that she is. And you, listen, and you <laughs> extra dumb if you say that shit out loud after And <laughs> you stupid. You should just stay your ass at home. Because like, she's just a true artist. She's yeah. visionary talent. She surrounds herself with people who are yeah. excellent in their craft. And like yeah. one of my friends said after she saw Beyonce, she was like, well, now I feel motivated to really think about what it means to excel in my craft and field. Mm, and I was like, uh -huh. I, like, I kind of had that experience too because mm -hmm. she, in her own field, she got that shit. Yeah. Do I want to go be Beyonce? No. Do I no, want to no, be no, the Beyonce not. of social work? Maybe. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'd rather I be the that. Issa Rae of social work, but like, oh yes, yes, Issa yes. Rae operates behind the scenes. And, yeah. Um, she like, dibbles and dabbles in the front. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then pop out and say some shit and go back. But um, it's funny that you say that because when I watched um, 
Beyonce, is it called? When she did uh, Coachella. Oh, Homecoming. Homecoming. And then the last, that 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 last clip after Insecure ends when Issa Rae takes us kind of like behind the scenes. Those two things do make me want to do better in my craft. Right? Those, and, and so seeing the Renaissance was also like, all right, Joy, what, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> better in what you do, what I do, not mm-hmm, what they do. Mm-hmm. Not what they do, yeah. More was, but it's understand that. You exactly. can't be Beyonce, baby. You should not try. <laughs> but you can be the Beyonce, whatever it is you do well. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Be the Beyonce. <laughs> be the Beyonce, whatever it is you do well. Joy. Don't try to be Beyonce. Joy, I'm so happy we did this. I'm so happy we did this. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy we did this. I also Tell love that you have I'm... a podcast now. I mean, what not? Yeah. When I saw all these men with these earrings, I said, I. <laughs> and they I don't sound wild. Yeah. And I don't sound, you know, I'll be saying no outlandish shit. Right. And you make fucking sense. I be making sense. I be making sense. You know sense. what the fuck you're talking about. And, you know, Instagram is just not the same. People are on there trying to monetize everything, trying to, yeah. I don't know, be things they are not. Mm-hmm. When I jog, don't, I don't want to do that shit no more. So I said, I'm going to mm-hmm. come over here by the, uh, the podcast and see what this do. Yeah, I like it. And then I said, I'm only going to talk to people that I want to talk to. As you should, because why have forced conversations? We do not enough. I don't want to talk to you if I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) But I definitely want to talk to you. And I'm so grateful that you said yes and you made some space to do this. Thank you so much. So tell the people how to find you, Joy. So you can find me at the Joy of Social Work, Joy with an I. Oh, that's it. That's almost like your name is Beyonce or (laughs) like you just just joy just joy i love that for you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much joy thank you see wasn't that good for your heart and soul because lord knows that was good for my heart and good for my soul i am so grateful that joy took some time to come share her wisdom her thoughts her insight and her laugh Because if y'all did not know, she has one of the best laughs in the whole United States. And it brings me joy, all puns intended. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I do not have a good Black word this week. Because if you could not get one out of that conversation, there was none to be found for you. And so, as always, please remember to take care of your hearts so that we can continue to take care of each other. Because y'all, you already know what it is. We are all that we have and be well. We will chat next time.